0: And now, here's a word from the Lord.
1: And today we're going to look at Psalm 34, verse number 8. Sorry, Psalm 34, verse number 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. We want to talk today from the thought, trust God anyway, trust God anyway, praise God anyway, magnify God anyway, seek God anyway, and today, trust God anyway, anyway. Uh, The text gives me the impression that David is making some assumptions. One assumption David seems to make is anyone who tastes and sees the Lord will conclude he is good. David also assumes that anyone who trusts the Lord will be blessed, and that God is trustworthy because he is good. Three assumptions, three assumptions. Anyone who tastes and sees the Lord will conclude uh, anyone who tastes and sees the Lord will conclude that God is good. Anyone who trusts the Lord will be blessed, and then God himself is trustworthy simply because he is good, He is good. Uh, and so david David, although he Uh, Boasts of his own personal experience, he's encouraging everyone, everyone who would hear him, everyone who would be within earshot to taste and see the Lord for themselves, to experience God for themselves, and that God would be declared to be good. And by good, what David is talking about, this word word good uh, means better. It can mean best. It can be translated uh, pleasant. It can be translated agreeable. That, that you will find that God, life in God is agreeable with how life ought to be lived. Uh, God being good can be seen as God being uh, valuable in estimation. Life with God, life in surrender to God, in covenant with God would be deemed valuable in es- estimation. Although also this word meaning, this word good could also be translated beneficial, beneficial or morally good morally good, that, that there's no evil in him, that, that he's morally good. But why did David say God is good? Why did David say God is good? In fact, why would anyone say God is good? And of course, an easy answer is, well, David tasted and saw for himself that God was good. But why, 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 why would David say that? David may have trusted God because he saw God do too much for him. God kept him alive after several near-death experiences. When David was younger, he fought off attacks from wild animals against his father's sheep. He fought Goliath, the nine-foot-nine-inch uncircumcised Philistine giant, and killed him with a smooth stone. David believed the Lord gave him these victories. That's a good reason to taste and see the Lord is good. That's a good reason to trust God when he has given you Victory after victory after victory. And I wonder how many of you have that testimony that God has given you victory after victory after victory after victory. The Lord has been good to him and he testifies that anyone who trusts the Lord will be blessed. But you know, it's amazing to me what we do not believe because we have never experienced it. We can sometimes easily dismiss what we have never tasted or seen personally. Some people, some people do not believe there is a God. They do not believe they have ever tasted or seen him. They do not attribute waking up in the morning to a blessing from God. They do not attribute any victories that they may have to being a blessing from God. They, they simply don't believe that there is a God. They do not believe they have ever experienced him personally. It's just like what some are saying about COVID-19. There are some people who are thoroughly convinced the whole thing is a hoax, hyped up through fake news promulgated by the media. I read a Facebook post earlier where people were arguing back and forth about whether the virus was real or fake. One or two people were saying they're going to work and they're not wearing any personal protective equipment and they're fine. They're, they they argued they haven't seen not one single sick person anywhere. Whether whether it's where they go to work, the grocery store, the pet store, they have not seen anyone sick. And so they believe the whole thing is a a hoax that is overrated uh, hysteria promulgated by the media. Others on this same Facebook post were fussing and cussing about the reality of the virus because they endured it themselves and knew others who endured it and or did not survive their respective COVID-19 attack. I truly believe COVID-19 is very real and that we ought to take it seriously and do all we can to protect ourselves. Uh, I don't think it's idiotic to wear a mask in public and to remain sheltered in place as much as possible. Uh, I I believe we ought to practice social distancing, wash our hands, get vitamin D from the sun to boost our immune systems. I believe all of this because I know too many people personally who have died from COVID-19. I know some survivors and I've heard their testimonies. My sister was diagnosed with it. She was hospitalized and and praise God she survived COVID-19. But I spoke with her just a few days ago, just, just the other day, and she shared with me, it, it ain't no joke. This, this COVID-19, it's real. It ain't no joke. So then we got to talking about whether, uh, how she felt about uh, returning to in-person worship, in-person worship at, at our church at home. And she, she had to admit she's, she's a little apprehensive, and rightfully so. She's apprehensive about being in large crowds, large gatherings, because of what she experienced firsthand with this awful disease. Her sister-in-law tested positive for COVID-19. Her husband's best friend died from COVID-19. A classmate of mine, though, I think the most riveting testimony I've heard was from a classmate of mine, graduated high school together, and she testified uh, how, uh, of her experience in battling COVID-19. She, she had breast cancer a couple years ago, and praise God she survived breast cancer, but she said, COVID-19 is worse than breast cancer. At least with breast cancer, you have some good days and some bad days. She said she had some good days and bad days with breast cancer. But her experience with COVID-19, she said no good days. Nothing but bad days the whole time she endured COVID-19. Most of us would assert God is good. Because we can base it on our own testimony, our own experiences with God, our own victories, our own healings, our our own deliverances and our own testimonies of how he made a way out of no way for us. And and how God opened doors no man could shut for us our, our, our own testimonies uh, is what is what many of us would base our own our own experiences with God in and our conclusion that God is good. I, I I saw a video on Facebook the other day where a sister had just come out of an automobile accident. Some of y'all may have seen it. I mean, she had just come out of it. I'm saying just got out of the car. and She's walking out of the street, stepped up on the curb. Her arm, her hands are lifted up in the air. She just praising God and speaking in tongues and just giving God glory for sparing her in that accident that just happened a few moments ago. And I, I, I don't blame her. I ain't mad at her because I, I believe also that it was, it was by the grace of God that she was spared in that automobile accident. I mean, her car was, was, was wrecked real bad, Tow up. It, I'm certain it was total. It was flipped upside down. And I mean, it was a mess. You would look at the car and, and, and be uh, amazed that anybody could have survived that automobile accident. But the sister had her arms, her hands lifted up in the air, giving God the glory, uh, understanding that it was because of because of the Lord that she was spared in that automobile accident. But what about when people don't walk away from accidents? What about when people don't have pretty desirable outcomes to their situations? What about when innocent people are arrested, forced to confess to a crime they never committed? tried convicted and sent to prison or even death row what what is what is to be said of God's goodness when he allows an African-American woman asleep in her own bed in her own apartment and three police officers serve a no-knock warrant and raid her home in the middle of the night and kill her while she's asleep in her own bed and while these police officers aren't even wearing police body cameras the movie, the movie Just Mercy, I don't know if you've seen the movie Just Mercy is based on is based on a book by an African American lawyer named Brian Stevenson. I'm working my way through the audiobook in which he tells the story of Walter Johnny D. McMillan. And McMillan was wrongly convicted of a crime he obviously had not committed, but was yet, but but yet spent six years on death row until the Lord got him out. Amen. Amen. How how could God allow something like that to happen to McMillan? Someone where it was obvious, where he had alibi after alibi, and other people could bear witness that he was nowhere near the scene of that crime when the crime was committed. But yet and still, God, God allowed him to spend six years on death row how about there's another story in this same book that just just that just blew my mind blew my mind we praise God for Macmillan's release but but what about George Steny of al South Carolina Steny a Negro boy who was executed at the age of 14 years old after being falsely accused of killing two little white girls their actual killer made a deathbed confession many years later but how would a good God allow a 14-year-old, 5-foot-1-inch, 91-pound, 14-year-old black boy be executed for a crime he did not commit? How can God be good when he allows horrible things in history like the Holocaust, slavery, apartheid, and genocide? How, How can God be good when we consider the reality of human sex trafficking, rape, Domestic violence, poverty, greed, corruption in police departments, the legal system, and all levels of government. How can black folks say God is good when you consider the atrocities of the slave trade, slavery in America, the old Jim Crow, the new Jim Crow, police brutality, discrimination in lending practices, hiring practices, and even promoting practices? I'm sure you've heard the expression last one fired, uh, last one hired, first one fired highest we have the highest rates of this and the highest rates of that how, how can black folk how can we fix our lips to even say god is good trust Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And isn't it strange, isn't it strange that someone in David's situation would encourage others with the words, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who trusts in him. These words coming from David, a man literally running for his life. David running from King Saul, who already tried to kill David several times and now hunts David as if he were a rabbit. Or a squirrel, or a coon, or a deer, a wild boar, an elk, or even a bear. Uh, David says the Lord is good while he hides in a cave, out of work, homeless, not knowing if he'll ever see his wife again, and all of this after becoming a national hero who killed the giant Goliath who harassed Israel's army. How, how, how could David say the Lord is good when he helped his country and helped Saul in particular? When Saul was tormented by an evil spirit, David played his harp, and Saul was delivered from the torment. David, David did so much to help Saul, and now Saul sought to kill David, and no one can stop Saul. No one can help David. David didn't do anything to deserve this treatment from Saul. David was good to Saul, yet David encourages all of us. To taste and see that the Lord is good. He exhorts you and me to to try God. To experience God. And he is confident that we will conclude the Lord is good. We're blessed when we trust him. Maybe David saw God similar to that of Job. Maybe, maybe, Maybe David saw God similar to that of Job. Job was attacked by the devil and lost his kids. Lost much of his wealth. And was sick with sores all over his body. His skin was so irritated he looked for relief by taking broken pieces of pottery to scrape his skin. His wife was so fed up and frustrated, so distraught and discouraged. She told Job, why don't you just curse God and die? But Job replied to her, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? Isn't that a perplexing question? I believe that's a very fitting question for anyone who questions the goodness of God. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never accept anything bad? If I were you, if I were you, I would not base my faith in God's goodness, listen y'all, solely on good things that come my way. I would base my trust in God's goodness in the fact that he is righteous. I would not only allow my experiences to shape how I see God, I would also see God as righteous and allow that To be my lens in how I see my experiences. God is righteous. And maybe one reason David said God is good. Is because David saw God as righteous. Incapable of doing evil. Incapable of doing anything immoral, incapable, totally incapable of doing anything unjust. Maybe that's why the Bible speaks of God's righteousness. In Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4, the Bible says the rock, his work is perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God without deceit, just and upright is he. The prophet Zephaniah in Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 5 says, The Lord is righteous. He is in her midst. He will do no unrighteousness. Every morning he brings his justice to light. He never fails, but the unjust knows no shame. God is righteous. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Why do we say he is good? good he he is good because he is righteous and if you have become discouraged because of your dilemma if you feel as though things are 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 not good in your life and you're questioning God's goodness I would not determine if God is good based solely on my experience I would determine God is good because he is righteous and he is loving I believe this helped Joseph. I believe this perspective, this understanding, and this this seeing God this way, I believe it helped Joseph. Joseph, Joseph, who who was discarded by his brothers, Joseph, who was put into into slavery, Joseph, who was put into prison for crimes he did not commit. He was sold off and left for dead by his brothers. And later on, he reconnected with his brothers and he would tell them some words that are so well known. He said, what y'all did to me, y'all meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He can take bad things, awful things, horrific things, and cause them to work together for good. Seeing God as righteous shapes how we see our lives, how we see our situations. It can shape how we see our thorns, our secret struggles that we've prayed for God to take away. Have you ever had anything in your life that you prayed for God to take away? Have you ever had any secret struggles that you could not, you could not tell anyone what they were, what they dealt with? You just, you just said you had a situation or an unspoken prayer request and you're praying for God to take the taste away and take the desires away and take the memories away or take the pain away only for God to respond to you and say, my grace is sufficient and Paul Paul prayed that his thorn would be removed three times and received a response from Jesus my grace is sufficient my strength is made perfect in your weakness when you see god as righteous incapable of doing wrong incapable of doing anything evil it can help you say the same thing when you're dealing with your thorn that thing that you wish God would take away that thing that you prayed and fasted for God to take away you would declare his grace is sufficient he is strong for me when I am weak Seeing God as righteous, incapable of doing evil, only doing what is good and right helps us when we're enduring various kinds of trials. We can apply James exhortation in the first first chapter of James and right in the middle of our struggles declare, I'm counting it all joy. Homeless, but I'm counting it all joy. Unemployed, but I'm counting it all joy. Don't know where the next meal is coming from, but I'm counting it all joy. Don't know how I'm going to get work but I'm counting it all joy don't know how we're going to get out of this situation but in the midst of it all I find no fault in God I'm not blaming God I'm not angry with God I'm not upset with God not shaking my fist at God I declare God is righteous God loves me God causes all things to work together for good and I'm counting it all joy God is righteous God does what is right. In him, there is no evil. In him, there is no there is no malice. There is nothing false, nothing deceitful. God is a good God. God is righteous. And let me tell you this. The most significant display of his righteousness is in our salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. If you want to talk about God being good, I would ask, why do you say God is good? And you would probably begin to list all of the things God has done for you. And I would not refute it. I would not disagree with you. But I know some people can be, they they can waver in their faith. When things are going well, they, they can speak highly of God. But when things are not going well, there are some saints in the body of Christ who still need to grow in their faith and mature in their worship so that no matter what they go through, they still declare God is good. And I want to encourage everyone to to, to consider before you talk about the things God does, talk about who God is, that God is righteous and the most, the most powerful, the most significant The most wonderful demonstration of God's righteousness is in our salvation. Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek here it is in verse number 17 for therein is the righteousness of God revealed how is the righteousness of God seen in salvation the, the, the best way I can put it is because in salvation God demonstrated his undeserved love and mercy towards guilty sinners that God deemed it the right thing to do to reconcile uh, evil and sinful mankind unto himself through the deathbed and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that God in his undeserved love his undeserved mercy took on human flesh and hung on Calvary's cross hung bled and died for your sins and for mine and deemed it the right thing to do to reconcile sinners unto himself no one else could do it no one else met the criteria no one else was sinless no one else was upright and perfect in the eyes of God Moses could not be a sacrifice. Abraham could not be a sacrifice. None of the Old Testament prophets could be a sacrifice. But here comes Jesus, the sinless son of God, to die for you and for me. And the apostle Paul declared, in that we see the demonstration of the righteousness of God. It's a righteousness that's driven by undeserved love and undeserved mercy. Maybe that's why Paul also wrote in Romans chapter 5, verses 8 to 9, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now, watch this, justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. That verse is so powerful. I got to read it one more again. When we talk when we question how can God be labeled or, 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 or described as being good when he allows such evil, horrific thing, things happen to people, even bad things happen to, to innocent people. How, how could God let that happen? Let me tell you about Romans chapter five, verses eight and nine. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than being now justified by his blood. Justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath. Through him justified by his blood. Don't you know what that word justified means? Some of you may know. And maybe that's why you're already clapping your hands. Maybe that's why you're already rearing your head back. Shouting thank you Jesus. Because you understand what it means to be justified. For that worshiper who questions how could a good God let bad horrible things happen to innocent people. That word justified in Romans chapter 5 verse number 9. It means that guilty sinners stand before God and ought be declared guilty and sentenced as if they're guilty and serve a punishment of the eternal wrath of God because they're guilty but the word justified is a legal term that means God sees you as guilty but because of your faith in his son that he gave for the remission of our sins God looks at your faith in his son and and releases undeserved mercy and love your way and declares you innocent the same God who can allow bad horrific things to happen to people that we may think are innocent good people God at the same time can he he allows great things wonderful things like salvation to happen to people who are who are definitely guilty And if I were you, I'd shout off that. If I were you, I'd give God praise just off of that right there. Because this helps me understand how a good God could allow bad things to happen to innocent people. He let it happen to his own son. God allowed Jesus, an innocent man, to take your sin and mine so that we could be made right with God. Seems like God has a tendency to allow bad things to happen to innocent people. But wait a minute. God also allows good things, very good things, to happen to guilty people. God is so good. He allows guilty sinners who ought be sentenced to death who ought die for their own sins who ought spend eternity in hell to be treated as if they're innocent 2nd Second, Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 Paul says for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him so listen don't let your troubles don't let the troubles you're enduring make you question if you can trust God you can Trusting. you can trust him because God is a good God God is a trustworthy God he is a righteous God he is he is a loving God God is able he loves you he cares for you he has his eye on you he has a plan for you I know you may not be able to see your way out of the situation in which you are dealing but God already sees your way out i know you may not see how you're going to make it through the situation you're facing but god already sees how he's going to bring you out you may be wondering why would a good god allow so many bad things to happen to you maybe it's because in salvation god allows such a wonderful thing to happen to all of us who would accept his son and if you have not accepted jesus as your savior yet i would do it today if i were you i would admit that i'm guilty i am a sinner I have never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If I were you, I would admit that I have lived my life outside of the will of God, totally disregarded the will of God. But maybe today you're being pricked in your heart. Maybe now the Spirit of God is giving you belief to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for you and was buried for you, shed blood for you, was raised from the grave for you. And then if I were you, I would confess that. Jesus Christ is Lord and you want him to be the Lord in your life if you do that and you if you do that and if you mean it from your heart today according to the word of God you shall be saved it doesn't matter how much evil you may have done how much bad things you may have done it doesn't matter how sinful you may feel you are God is so good when we come to him and accept his son Jesus as our Lord and Savior God washes our sins away what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus an innocent man dies for a guilty man an innocent man paid the price for a guilty man for guilty mankind and God his righteousness is seen and how he went to such lengths to redeem us and get us to be in right standing with him oh he is such a good God and if I were you I, I, I would accept him in my life today and then I would trust him I would trust him regardless as to what you're going through trust him God is good and you're blessed if you trust him David said oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the one who trusts in him I know it's rough but I want you to trust him I know it doesn't seem right but I want you to trust him I know what you're going through may not seem fair but I want you to trust him and then you may ask trust him to do what oh that's a good question I'm glad you asked you may be asking pastor clark trust god to do what david didn't tell us what we should trust god to do he just said blessed is the one who trusts him oh if i were you i would simply trust god for whatever you may need in this situation I would trust God for whatever it is you need and what you're going through. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even, you may not even want to take my word for it to trust God. Maybe you ought to take some some witnesses in the scriptures, take their word for it as to why you can trust God. If you were to ask Noah, if you were to ask Noah, why should we trust God and, and trust God to do what? Noah would say, listen, you can trust God to give you something to do, something that is so ridiculous Something that is so outrageous. But if you trust him and if you do it, it can save you and your family. People may laugh at you. Noah had to build an ark. And God gave him the dimensions for which to build the ark. And he told him to take two of all the animals and put them in the ark. Get enough food for all the animals. Get enough food for you and your family to last you for several days. And and I'm going to flood the earth. But you and your family shall be saved isn't it something how God can look out for you and your family if you were just trusting Noah trusted him and got to building he got to building that ark it took him over a hundred years to build this ark and I can imagine people who thought they were so smart people who thought they were so logical people who thought they were so philosophically attuned laughing at Noah the whole time he built his built his ark but when the flood waters rose up and Noah got his family in that boat and closed the door of the boat and they went on their cruise a a 40-day cruise that God kept them Uh, I I believe Noah would tell us you you ought to trust God to give you something to do and if God tells you to do something and that if you do it he'll save you he'll deliver you he'll keep a certain calamity from happening to you I would trust God to do just what God God said because that's just how awesome he is he is the type of God who will do just what he said oh but maybe you don't want to take Noah's word for it maybe you ought to listen to Abraham's testimony Abraham would tell you back in the day before my name was changed to Abraham back when I was Abram God appeared to me God showed up in my life i i had my own personal experience with god and god told me he was going to bless me with so many descendants that they couldn't even be counted it was crazy y'all because I, I dared to believe god and and as time went on i began to question if god was going to do what he said he would do so my wife abraham abraham said my wife came up with this th- with this idea that maybe our maid maidservant uh, would, would help us out. So me and Hagar, we, we went half on a baby. And the next thing you know, God said, yeah, but I'm still going to bless you and Sarah to have a child. I'll bless Ishmael, but the child that I'm really looking to bless is going to come from you and Sarah. And Abraham will probably tell all of us that you ought to trust God to do what he said he would do even when it looks as if time has run out even when it looks like it's too late for God to move on your behalf if you taste and see if you trust him if you if you experience the the long suffering of God and God taking his time I wonder how many of y'all are experiencing God taking his time to fulfill promises in your life but Abraham would tell you if you wait on him God will do just what he said he will do oh but I believe if We were to ask David. If we were to ask David, David, why are you telling us to taste and see that the Lord is good? Blessed is the one who trusts in him. Why would you tell us these words? Why would you give us this exhortation while you're homeless? Why would you give us this exhortation while you're unemployed? Why would you give us this exhortation while you're being hunted like a wild dog? Why, David, would you give us this exhortation after you had become a national hero, but now you're on the run? for your life why David would you of all people tell us to taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the one who trusts in him when you when you were good to your employer who was also your father-in-law but he turned on you because of his own jealousy and his own insecurity and put you on the run for your life David would probably tell us well I just trust God but at the same time I wonder if David would tell us that long before uh long before uh, Saul put me on the run a preacher came to the house one day and told my daddy that one of his sons was going to become the next king of Israel so all my brothers paraded before the preacher Reverend Dr. Samuel to be anointed to become the next king of Israel but when Samuel held up the oil vial and and he held it over the the heads of my brothers and the oil would not pour out he concluded none of these sons of yours are the next king of Israel but God told me said Samuel that one of your sons is the next king of Israel is there another son and Jesse had David brought in from the field and it was that day when David was around 15 years old that David was anointed to become the next king of Israel when Reverend Dr. Samuel held up the oil over David's head and the oil poured out out on David's head, David from that day forward uh, became the next king of Israel. But the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came upon David and rested upon him from that day forward. So as we fast forward around 10 years or so to David running from King Saul and utters the words, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who trusts in him. David would probably say, Yes, I'm unemployed, but I still got the oil. I'm homeless, but I still have the oil. I don't know if I'll see my wife again, but I still have the oil times are hard in my life right now but i still have the oil is there anybody watching right now who can testify that despite all that the devil has thrown your way that you still have the oil you still have the anointing of the holy ghost on your life anointing to destroy yokes and an anointing to dis- to lift heavy burdens is there anybody watching today who's going through hell and high water But your testimony is God has been so good to me Because I still have the oil I can still put devils to flight I can still preach the word of God I can still destroy yokes on people's lives I still have the oil And when you still have the oil You can declare in the midst of your calamity Greater is he that's in me Than he that's in the world If I were you today I would rejoice and give God glory If you still have the oil You lost loved ones But you still have the oil Lost all kinds of wealth But you still have the oil People may be laughing at you But you still have the oil And if you still have the oil I would tell the devil You can knock me down But you can't keep me down Because I still have the oil I got the anointing of the Holy Ghost That won't let me quit I have the anointing of the Holy Ghost That won't let me throw in the towel I praise God That I still have the oil David understood How valuable the oil was That's why after he messed up with Bathsheba He prayed for God Don't take your spirit Don't take your spirit from me. You can take all my money, but don't take the oil. You can take all my prestige, but don't take the oil. You can take all my Facebook friends, but don't take the oil. You can take all my Twitter followers, but don't take the oil. Because as long as I still have the oil, I can still move forward into the things of God. As long as I still have the oil, God can still use me. As long as I still have the oil God can speak through me God can move through me God can manifest miracles through me God can manifest deliverance through me God can manifest healing for me God can manifest signs and wonders for me do you still have the oil I would give God praise if you still have the oil it's the power of the Holy Ghost that the world cannot give and the world can't Take away is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that storms can't give, and storms can't take away. If anything, the storms can intensify my resolve to serve God anyhow and trust God anyway. Can I get a witness here? Trust God. God, anyway it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost that reminds us of the goodness of God and gives us power to trust God anyway can I get a witness here ain't it good that he woke you up this morning ain't it a blessing that he started you on your way ain't it good that he's yet keeping you isn't it a blessing that he's yet using you glory to God trust God anyway and I still declare that even as it happened for David that David made it through this storm that David made it through this season that David eventually got out of the cave and walked into an inherited kingdom and I believe the same will happen for you if you hang on in there and trust God anyway, trust God anyway, trust him to bring you out, trust him to elevate you, trust him to protect you, trust him to provide for you, trust him to make a way for you, trust him to open doors for you trust him to fight battles for you, can I get a witness he can I give you one more reason why you ought to trust God anyway because you're still here you made it to see another day you're still here ain't God good you're still here the devil tried to take you out But you're still here! Cancer tried to take you out! But you're still here! The heart attack tried to take you out! But you're still here! That accident could've taken you out! But you're still here! That suicide attempt could've taken you out! But you're still here! Trust God who's been keeping you! Trust God who's been providing for you! Trust God who's been protecting you trust God who saved you trust God who is a righteous God a loving God a mighty God to keep you anyway glory to God bless his holy name you're still here somebody ought to give him a still here praise some still here worship some still here glory I'm still here hold taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the one who trusts in Him. I'm gonna close when I tell you, I love the way that David began that verse. He began it with one powerful word the word oh. Is there an oh in your spirit? Is there an oh in your praise? Oh, how good He's been in my life! Oh, the doors He's opened that no man can shut. Oh. Oh, the ways He's made. How to know way? Oh, how He's kept me when I couldn't keep myself. Oh, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all He's done for me, my soul cries out. My soul cries out. Oh. Been good to me. That's why I'm closing when I tell you, be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Can I get a witness? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, God will take care of you. Can I get a witness? I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop right now. Can I holler one more time? Oh! 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 For waking me up this morning. Oh! For starting me on my way. Oh! 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 Just thinking about his goodness. I'm going to put an O in your spirit. Oh! Oh! Oh, the devil thought he had me, but God brought me through. Oh. oh! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Trust God anyway. Trust God anyway. The same God who did not spare his own son, Paul argues, will he not freely give us all things? Yes. You may feel like you deserve better. You may feel like you're getting a raw deal. You may feel as if bad things are happening to an innocent person. I'm not going to even argue with you. All I'm going to say is God has a tendency to kind of do stuff like that. But the same God who can allow bad things to happen to innocent people. Allow bad things to happen to his own innocent son. Who hung, bled and died for us. And then when we come before God as guilty sinners. God is so good. God is so righteous. God is so loving. God is so merciful. That he he, he justifies us. He declares us Innocent delivers us from his wrath and gives us the gift of everlasting life. I pray that you trust God for your salvation and that if you've been following hard after Jesus, that you won't let what you're going through pull you away from him. If anything, draw closer to him, run, run, run into his presence, draw, draw closer to him, just trust him to do whatever it is you need him to do. Trust God
0: anyway. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.